Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cinematic Schematic, the official podcast of the Cinematropolis.com, your home to thoughtful conversations on film. I'm your host, Caleb Masters, and today we are talking about the latest film from Brian Beasley, The People's House. But longtime listeners may not remember, I've talked to Brian a couple times before, usually at the same time of year, every year. <laughs> We're going to kick things off by talking a bit more about the premise of The People's House. This is a film that's documenting the Oklahoma State Capitol. Probably going to learn a bit more about the history there. And uh, then I want to talk with Brian a little bit more about how he got some of those incredible shots with the drones. Uh, and then we'll close out the conversation by learning a little bit more about how you can watch the movie. I pulled a brief description of this from the Dead Center Film Festival website. And it said that The People's House is described as politicians, activists, Artists and civil servants come together to restore the Oklahoma State Capitol building to match the state's noble and perhaps surprising trailblazing roots. That's it. <laughs> and of course, rejoining me, Brian Beasley in the flesh. Hey, that's right. Well, finally, we get to meet. I was so excited when I heard you were going to uh, be here today that I got to actually meet you. We've done two, uh, two Zoom podcasts, but finally, I get to shake hands and sit down and look you right in the eyes and answer all your hard-hitting questions. I, I mean, listen, I always enjoy talking to you. <laughs> Thank and, you. And it's a real pleasure to finally meet after a couple of pandemic years. Just uh, Isn't it great? It is. You see, it's like, hey, these cool people I met, they're real people. You can go to a film festival. And the festivals are back. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are back. I am so excited. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for making the trip back out to Oklahoma. You bet. Uh, so again, listeners, really quickly before we get into today's conversation, I just want to note that if you're listening and you enjoy the conversation, please make sure to uh, subscribe and rate the show. It's the best way to support the podcast so that we can get discovered by more listeners just like you. All right, Brian. So as I've said, I've had the privilege of talking with you. This is the third year in a row. In 2021, we talked about A Long Road to Liberty. Yep. And then in 2022, we talked about The Battle for Honey Springs. So tell me, what do you have in store for us this year with The People's House? So The People's House is a short documentary that we did. It kind of all came about the the, the Oklahoma Capitol building went through an eight-year restoration. And Trey Thompson, who took over at the Oklahoma Historical Society after my mentor, uh, Bob Blackburn, retired, um, came to, to me and in as much, Bob Rossover is in as much, and pitched us like, hey, I just got off. And he was the head of the, of the committee uh, that got the restoration done and he was like there's a fascinating story here a lot of people don't know the history behind uh, the building I mean just just the his just the Oklahoma history of like how the capital was originally in Guthrie and then we quote unquote stole it and moved it to <laughs> Oklahoma City things you learned about in the film and just the process of how it was erected and then the, the dome was put in in the early 2000s under Frank Keating. And we, did, we gathered a, a lot of amazing people. We had, we had four, ex, uh, four, four governors, including the current governor, that sat down, talked to us. We have artists that came and talked to us about how important it is to have their work shown in the Capitol building. And uh, we have activists that came and sat down. Claire Looper's daughter, Marilyn Looper, is probably my favorite interview in the whole thing, came and talked about the importance of the voice of the people, which is really the, the heart of the film. It's um, when Oklahomans uh, come together uh, and want to be heard, that's where they go. They go to the Oklahoma Capitol. And that is where... Uh, uh, you know, it really is the people's house and the voice of the people comes from there. We did a deep dive in the history. 
that those aspects and then also the restoration and putting a spotlight on the uh, hundreds of people that came together for eight years. Uh, eight years, man. Yeah, I, it's crazy, right? I've lived in Oklahoma for 12 years, and I don't think I even saw the Capitol for the first couple. So it was always my assumption that it was perpetually under construction, <laughs> and now it's finally done. I can't believe it. Yeah, and and the whole point, the, other, the real point of the film is for people to go to the Capitol, like go Absolutely. see it. It's stunning. Yes, it was behind scaffolding for many, many years, and you know we got a lot of people. We, and we interviewed everyone from like the tour guides uh, all the way up, and you know a lot of them were kind of like people didn't even know that they could come to the Capitol. It's it's open 24 hours a day to anyone who wants to go uh, go see it. And it was kind of almost unwelcoming uh, with wow. with all the scaffolding and the yellow walls from the, the you know, 100 years of smoke. Um, but now it's stunning. I mean, it literally is absolutely stunning. And the art that they have in there is gorgeous and really does elevate uh, the building to the grandeur that it, it deserved to be from the very beginning. So you've already mentioned a few interesting tidbits about the history there. Like, for example, not born and raised in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. but I've been here for a long time. Didn't know the capital. Used to be in Guthrie. That's correct. Were there any other, are there any other like interesting historical tidbits about the capital that maybe might be good for listeners to know, or maybe that you discovered during the making of the film? Yeah, you know, it was really, there was, <laughs> there's actually a lot that we couldn't fit in the film. There's, I mean, there's crazy stories. Uh, there was once... <laughs> Uh, one House representative, I, I, we need Trey Thompson here because he's the historian. Because I'm definitely going to get this wrong, but there was a there was actually a shooting on the on the floor in the in the 1940s. Whoa! Where, where one uh, senator was a divorce attorney and was representing the wife of a House of Representative guy, and he came over to the other chamber and took some pot shots. No one died. Talk um, about conflict of interest. I know, right? Seriously, the the, the real thing is that is that and, and Dr. Blackburn says this in the film is like he's like if you think that uh, you know politics were uh, Victor like now it's like it was nothing like it was back then like they were continually fighting about all kinds of things I mean literally the uh, we came out of Indi- being Indian territory and Guthrie was the capital and they we had a we had a vote uh, of the people and they chose Oklahoma City and Guthrie was like yeah yeah we're not we're taking this all to the Supreme Court I mean it took years and they had to have another vote after that and finally Oklahoma City won it had just basically outgrown Guthrie um, um, and then it, it, it really is a tale of two cities. I mean, you know, Oklahoma City is the biggest city in Oklahoma, and Guthrie is basically still stuck in the you know 1930s, but uh, not in a bad way. Um, it's kind of charming at this point. It, it's very charming. I mean, it's it's kind of the center of the film industry now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we dive deep into all those kind of stories and, and really have some fun with it. And a main part of the film is the animation. When they, when the historical society pitched pitched the film to us, I was like, "How are we going to bring this to life so it's not just another like you know still photos?" Because they have an amazing archive, so there was no lack of like photos from you know from the uh, groundbreaking or when they came together to you know the figure out what they were going to do uh, capital wise. And I was like, well, "Let's get some animation together." During the pandemic, I actually kind of dove into directing animation, and we found this great company out of Ireland mm-hmm. that had done all this museum work, but only in Europe. It had never been seen over here in the states, and we had a connection with them and uh, we reached out to Luke Leslie, the, our head animator and it's stunning because it's all hand drawn and then laid into the computer and then, and then animated to come alive. Um, and so like a perfect example is the groundbreaking. 
um, the groundbreaking, uh, we have all these beautiful photos of like the governor then with the, with the pitch act, you know, hitting the ground and you can see there's lots of people there, but in the, we, we animated the, the image and then we pull back and you like see the photographer and then you see that there's 5,000 people that came out to farmland because there was nothing out there where the belt, where the capital is now, um, uh, you know, to see this momentous occasion because finally they were, you know, we were a state and like, this is where we were going to build our capital building. So, uh, half the, half the film really is this really stunning animation. And, um, it was really fun to kind of like dabble in, you know, mixing the two mediums of just the, the, the straightforward Ken Burns, uh, archival material, and then really using this beautiful animation to make it all come alive. <laughs> I, I love to hear that too, because I mean, I, I imagine one of the goals of this documentary is also to educate, especially yep. younger uh, Oklahomans. 100%. I would imagine so. Animation certainly a little more appealing than yes, uh, yeah. a bunch of old school inter- just interviews. You know, totally, totally. Yeah, I'm, when they anytime anyone pitches me a, a project, if I don't start seeing it in my head, like I'm not the right guy for it. Mm-hmm. And instantly, I was just like, oh yeah, this is the perfect the perfect scenario for this animation. And then the other thing, and you kind of mentioned at the top of the show was, was the drone shot that we knew we wanted to do like this. Uh, it's, it's, it's edited, but it's supposed to look, it's to look like a one take drone shot that starts outside. I mean, you had me fooled. Uh, Is that the, right? I think some of the promo you put out, I was like, I, it's, it's, I think I say my, I, 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 I need to know because I, I, it's one of those things that's so rare that I, I see something, even when you know technically how you might've pulled sure. off, you're like, right. how did they, actually execute that there was some wizardry going on there there. was yeah so the the whole story is that train thompson he goes uh our executive producer was like hey i just saw um hard knocks and they do this insane one take drone shot that goes through the dallas cowboy practice facility and he sends us the link he's like could we do this and I, i i watched it and then i'm talking to my my producing partner, Jamie Roman. And I'm like, Jamie, I have no idea how to do, how to direct something. How do, how do we do this? And she goes, I know how we do it. We hire those guys. And so they're called sky candy. They're out of Minnesota. They're amazing. And we literally pulled them out of Qatar. They were over there shooting uh, the world cup stadiums. Wow. And they come to Oklahoma. We sent them the blueprints of the Capitol. And we're like, can you do this? And they're like, are you kidding me? We're used to going through like tiny doors. This place is massive. This thing. So they, it, it's too, Two of them. Uh, one of them wears like the VR goggles and is flying it, and then it's, it's like a, it's like a little sniper team. And the other guy is the spotter with the binoculars, and they're just following it around as as it goes. And so it was a full day of prep. Now I'd I'd already done prep work myself. Like I'd walk through the Capitol. I knew uh, basically how I wanted the where the drone to go, right. where it wanted to start, where it wanted to end. Um, and then, uh, you know, sat down with them. We had little vignettes. We hired about 70 extras. My entire family came down. Trait's entire family came. Bob Ross is from in as much as his family came down. Awesome. Uh, and I knew I wanted it. I knew we needed some kind of big ending because, uh, you know, it's like, oh, how, do, how are we going to end this thing? And I was like, how about if we could get the governor, Governor Stitt, to sit down yeah. and like pretend that he's signing a bill. Um, and my family and Trait's family, Bob's family are all like the people behind, like they're right. the ones sponsoring the bill. Um, so they get a little closer, which is really that, you know, doing documentaries, I never got to cast anyone anything. That's, right. that's more narrative. So I was like, pretty cool. I got to bring my, my family down for it. Um, but yeah, so it took, I think that shot is really 
four different shots. Okay. And we literally started shooting the end first because the governor was like, you get 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 15 minutes, uh, next yeah, meeting. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but basically if you look really closely, you will see the cuts. Basically anytime we go really close to a wall or go by a pillar, uh, the cuts are kind of like hidden in there. Um, but there's no CGI. That's the one thing. We, so we, re we released the trailer. We right. basically the full drone shot. And it's cut up in the, in, the, in the real film. But we released the full drone shot in the trailer to you know, get attention uh, for the film. And uh, the one thing I keep getting is like, how much CGI did you use? Like, are all those people CGI? I'm like, none. None There's of it. no CGI. Oh, man. All those people are real. And some of them are extras, and a few of them just were walking through the building. There was a lot of people going like, what the hell? What, what, just, what just happened? <laughs> if you look really closely, you'll see like some janitors and some people like, they, they're like stopping the corners and they're like, what the heck's going on? I'm going to go back um, and watch frame by frame this thing now. You, you'll yeah. find, there's one, there's one that's kind of obvious up at the front that you'll, you'll see pretty good, but the, uh, we, you know, the Sky Candy guys are like, we'd love to do this in one tank. And once the governor thing came into it, we knew we couldn't. But they were like, maybe we could do the rest of it. But it's just so big. Mm -hmm. like, and, and it would lose it would, the, you know, the controllers that would use uh, radio contact. Uh, in fact, so Trait is in it uh, at the beginning. He, we actually have him open the front door. And then, then, then the drone flies past him. And at one point, we were way over on the backside of the Capitol. And I'm watching on monitor. And all of a sudden, it goes dead. And I hear the, the drone pilot. I go, um, I hit someone. And I was like, oh my gosh, is there, who? It's like the guy opening the door. It's like, oh, that's Trey. He's our executive producer. If you're going to hit yeah, anyone, you can't hit yeah, Just him. the executive producer. No, no, no big, big deal. deal. <laughs> what a feat, though. I, I mean, I, I've got to ask, uh, one thing I admire about, at least in the projects we've talked about, I feel like you're always kind of upping the ante. Totally. Uh, because the Battle of the Honey Springs, there was just the, the scope of that was so yep. big compared to your previous projects that we talked about. And this is a different type of big. Uh, right. What would you say was probably your biggest learning experience during the, the making of this? Oh, that's a great question. I would say the uh, the funnest part was the drone, but the learning experience was the animation. Now, I had, I had directed um, I directed two pilots that, uh, over the pandemic in animation, and I had learned that it, it, it takes so much longer. And when we got into this film, like we only, the, the drone was two, two full days, uh, one day of shooting, one day of prep. And then the rest of the film was pretty much done in a week. I mean, it was spread out, but the animation took four and a half months. Like, um, because every time I wanted to do a little change or want to add something, it was a real process. And there was, I mean, there's, there's, there's sequences in the film where, where the, the capital literally is erected on screen within like 30 seconds. And there's all this detail. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer, especially in the history aspects of like showing the history instead of like hitting you over the head with dates and facts. And like, if you really watch it, there's, uh, they're not Easter eggs, but there's a lot of detail in those animations. Like, Perfect example, like uh, on the side of the trucks, like when they're doing the construction, you're going to see the actual name of the construction company that actually built the Capitol 100 years ago. Like we're, we're always trying to put these layers in there. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes it's like you, you, you thought it was done. You're looking like, you know what would be great is if we add in my animation. In the animation. Yeah, yeah. in Ireland, poor Lucas is like, ah, oh, dude, yeah, it'll be another week. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of stuff. And we knew it was going to take a while, but I, I, I definitely pushed, uh, pushed those poor guys. But they did great. And it... it looks so cool. I'm really excited for people to see it. I know it's history, but for people who are Oklahoma film buffs, they probably yes. are going to be like, 
oh, they got that small detail right. A hundred percent. Feels like an Easter yes. egg, right? I mean, the, the thing is, is that when I'm doing these Oklahoma historical documentaries, like that's something that there's there's no wiggle room on. It has to be correct. The history has to be correct. Um, I mean, Honey Springs was to was like to a next level because like the guns, the bayonets, the uniform, every, all the flags, everything had to be exactly perfect. Now. Luckily, the historical society is like, you know, I've, I've got all these experts and historians that are working with me, but it takes time. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if I adjust a scene or if I, I can't just cut them off, I'm like, hey, what if we do? It's like, well, we don't, we don't have that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or that doesn't exist. Or we don't, there's sometimes it'd be like, we're not a hundred percent clear, uh, you know, what the real historical, you know, uh, fact may be or imagery may be. And, uh, so maybe let's not touch on that. Cause we're not, you know, we don't want to put it in film where it's, you know, it becomes like solid fact, but, um, so yeah, so that, that's always part of the learning experience on these things. You have to find new ways to be creative, like the animation. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, these are the, the facts we can't change. They have to be 100% correct. Right. But what is the most visually impactful way yes. to, to, to tell that and story? And there's always a little wiggle room with that, right? Like, uh, you, again, Blackburn, uh, Trey Thompson, they've been really great partners. And there's always like, well, you know, it's like if we can just add a little spice here and a little spice there. And, you know, there is a bit of a give and take in that. As long as everything is factually correct, the you know, they usually give me a little uh, creative license. Um, a perfect example is, you know, there's this famous story that when the vote was uh, first, when the first vote uh, to name Oklahoma City as the capital, uh, the governor at the time stole the state seal from Guthrie, and which is debatable if it actually happened. And we talk about that in the in the film, but through the animation to kind of like spice it. I was like, it looks like a, that, that piece of animation looks like a caper. It's like, you see this like mysterious figures and like people driving through the night in their model mm-hmm. T's and they're stealing, you know, they're oceaning, oceaning 11, the, the seal back. <laughs> and then, and then literally right after that, a historian's like, yeah, we don't know if this really happened. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like you know, best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Know? We get to have some cinematic fun with it, but also be like, you know, this probably didn't. This really is a little, happen. little the different. They, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the legend has, you know, has outgrown what probably really happened. Well, I I think that's really fun too, because again, I want to bring it back to this is going to be, uh, you know, something designed to educate people of all ages. And I think that will help gravitate, hopefully uh, grab the uh, younger audiences. So I'm curious, the the credits roll. Yep. People have watched the movie. Uh Uh-huh. What do you hope their main takeaway or experience with the film is? Just like with Honey Springs, with the people's house, after they see the film, I want them to go to the Capitol. You know, yeah. after they saw Honey Springs, I wanted them to go to the battlefield. Like, that's the whole purpose of mm-hmm. these things, right? Is that it's almost kind of like a big, uh, glossy commercial. It's like, yeah. and the great thing about the Capitol, unlike Honey Springs, which is two hours away from Oklahoma City, it's like, it's right here in your backyard. And it's, once it's, once the art is completely installed, it will be the biggest art museum in the state of Oklahoma. Wow. And that, and that literally is just because they have so much square footage. Right. Like, it, and it's always going to be uh, completely turning over with new artists, new young Oklahoma artists. Um, or, or, you know, famous artists from outside coming in and putting on their Oklahoma interpretation on stuff that they've seen. Uh, and uh, I think it's, you know, it's the people's house. It's yours. It, it comes out of our tax dollars. So go enjoy it um, and, you know, soak it in. Hey, man, 15-minute drive from my house. I can't wait to check it out. Awesome. That leads me to the, the next question. When and where can people see The People's House? Okay. So we are going to screen at some point at the Oklahoma City Documentary Film Festival, which is August 4th through 6th. Please look that up and check us out in August. And then eventually it'll play on OETA, and the, it, it'll definitely end up 
in the Capitol. So wow. there is on the on the ground floor, which is actually the floor you enter, there is a the Oklahoma Historical Society uh, has a small museum. And in that museum, probably at the end of this year or maybe early 2024, this will have like a permanent home there. And you'll be able to go. And the drone shot too. Matter of fact, they have these really crazy, uh, cool, like all-encompassing screens as you walk in. Oh, like a 360 and, view? Yeah, it, totally. And oh, I was wow. like, guys, play play the drone on loop. Just play the drone on <laughs> People loop. People will just be watching, yes, staring exactly. at it. Yeah. It's like, I'm in there. That's it. They flew right through here. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Well, Brian, it's always such a pleasure speaking with you on the podcast. Uh, I frankly, I need to do it more often. Uh, <laughs> I'm, all, well, I'm ready when you are. Where can people keep up with uh, you and your work online? Yeah. Uh, Instagram is always the best way. And I'm Brian Beasley Photo. All right. Brian Beasley, thanks so much for joining the Cinemax Comedic today. My pleasure, Cable. Thank you so much for having me. Always. And listeners, thank you so much for tuning into this special interview. We'll catch you again next time.